0: you're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Swinging Down Under. Today's episode we are actually joined by fellow content creators, Casual Swinger. They're also a podcaster And you can go and find all their information, including what podcast catches they're on at casualswinger.com. So check out the show notes for all of that. What we're talking about with Casual Swinger, with Mickey and Mallory today. Having a little bit of fun first up, we're gonna do a sex game of two truths and a lie. Where they're gonna talk about what makes you wet. What makes you wanna go from that bar or that mingle event or that first meet to the bedroom. So we're each gonna give some of our answers. And hopefully that helps you with your relationship, understanding even your partner, create some conversation and also helps you understand some signals that you may actually be getting from other people when you're out on those dates we're going to finish it up with a listener question today that we received on the swinging down under website as well about talking to your partner about getting into the lifestyle so otherwise we've actually got some really exciting content lined up for you guys so here's what you can look forward to coming up aside from the podcast today of course is the top 10 tips for single guys in the lifestyle and this is from a hot wife and from a hot wife and couples perspective so this is for all those bulls and stags out there some tips about engaging with us, maybe things to look out for your profile, how to send that first message, how to present yourself, etc. So that's what's coming up. We also have things that swingers say or stuff swingers say section, and we're gonna do swinging with clicks in the lifestyle. So that's another podcast episode coming up. And finally, we also have swinging as an age gap couple. Many of you guys know that Daryl and I are 10 years apart, and we wanna talk about how that may impact our journey as a swinging lifestyle couple. The beauty about that episode too, you guys, is that we actually have an interview with another couple who is actually an age gap couple with a slightly longer age gap than Daryl and I have. So we're gonna get their reactions to the swinging lifestyle. Do they find it interesting, exciting? Do they find it difficult? What questions, what stumbling blocks that they may have? And some tips on how to, I guess, prevent some of those things. We also have some great content for that episode, actually from our Cassidy community as well, so really excited to bring you that episode, and these are gonna be coming out every two weeks upcoming. Now, for those of you out there that are subscribed to our newsletter, you probably already know this, but we have been kicking off a YouTube channel, or trying to, We've been working on this now for a couple of months, you guys, and we have some recorded sessions, we're getting them edited, and we were ready to go live with our YouTube channel. Unfortunately, YouTube found something in our content that was against their terms of service, and they terminated our account before we even got out of the gate, you guys, so we are currently working with them to try and figure out what it was that went wrong and how we can get that channel back live so we can bring you that video content. We did actually show our Patreon members a snippet of that and thank you so much guys for not only your support but all of your feedback on that as well. It was great to hear that you found it as interesting as we did. It is very different content than our podcast, you guys, so we're excited to bring that for you. Check out our website and subscribe to our newsletter because that's where you're going to find out the latest information and how you can perhaps subscribe to the channel whenever and wherever it does go live. So, thank you again to all our Patreon members. We've had a fantastic response to that and and honestly, we we couldn't be happier and and more humbled by your support. And one last thing before we get into today's episode, speaking of supporting content creators, you guys, Mickey and Mallory from Casual Swinger, have a sex toy store, it's called casualtoys.com. Please do us a favor, if you've got to buy some sex toys, some lube, some lingerie, whatever it is that you're out there and you need to buy it anyway, jump over to casualtoys.com. Mickey and Mallory are fantastic content creators and this is how you can support them by buying the things that you need anyway over on their casualtoys.com website. The beauty about that as well is that if you do use the code SDU, Mickey and Mallory are gonna give you 20% off your order. So. Do us a favor, if you need something, jump over to casualtoys.com and support our fellow content creators. I'm going to get into the episode today. You're going to hear my husband, Daryl, and I interview Mickey and Mallory from Casual Swinger. we have a lot of fun, and we hope that you guys get a lot of information and laughs out of this episode. And until next time, have a great day. Hope you guys are well. Hope you're happy. Hope you're healthy. And we'll see you guys soon. All right, guys. Welcome back to Swinging Down Under podcast. We have some very exciting guests on the line with us, joining in our studio, and I use that term again quite loosely from their studio. Welcome, Mickey and Mallory. Well, hello there.
1: Ah, me too. Hi. Hello. <laughs>
0: Doing, well, you know, doing fantastic. Thank you. Did you, you. just
2: hashtag, hashtag me too? Is that what just happened? I'm just trying I, to get it wherever I you can. you just said me too? Yeah, fair enough. We need to get it out there. I think it's a very important hashtag. I always wanted to feel a part of something. <laughs> It's my opportunity. Right here. Well, if you like, you can be part of the podcast for today. We'll allow that.
0: I thought you were about to say something really dirty, like, "Hey, Mickey, lady, you can be a part of me if you want to." I Wouldn't
1: know.
2: Mm. I already have enough problems with Jay
3: saying that I want things in my ass. I don't think I need to flirt with Daryl today.
1: I don't know.
0: That's kind of hot.
2: <laughs> Jay's got a pumpy uppy thing now that he can cram uh, on home. He does, he does. good old
0: hey. rubber penis. Before we get into rambling land, because I know that with this crew that's likely to happen, Mickey and Mallory, if you guys don't know who they are, I'm going to hand over to you guys to do your elevator pitch.
3: I got pointed out for that one. We're the Casual Swinger Podcast. We are completely irreverent. I think somebody asked us the other day, how would you classify your podcast? We said we're infotainment, meaning that we want people to learn something, but (laughs) you're here to have a good time. If you're not having fun, then you're probably not going to stick around. If you do stick around, you might have fun and learn something at the
1: same time. Yeah, agreed. I mean, a lot of our stuff is tongue in cheek. It's very much akin to how we live our regular lives day to day.
3: Yeah, but you know, we're lifestyle. We have always been lifestyle. Our parents were lifestyle. So that's kind of where our names came from and- You know, we made some pretty cool friends pretty early on with people like yours truly and we're having a great time doing it.
0: Awesome. And, you know, I know that Mallory likes to do her little spiel. Let's get that right up the front of the podcast. Mallory, where can everybody find you?
1: Oh, I love this. Okay, so we're Casual Swinger Everywhere. That's SLSSDC. Let's see. I haven't done this in a while. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Cassidy. Oh, Double Date Nation, of course, and Quiver and CasualSwinger.com.
3: Oh, yeah, at Le- least
2: of all our website, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's last, yeah. Because I'm sure that one doesn't hold all the other... The, all the redirects to here's the all the
0: places that you can have sex with us oh and by the way here's where you can find our podcast <laughs> got it You know,
1: subconsciously, that's exactly where my priorities are.
3: You know, it's funny. We actually direct more people to our peers in the content creator space than we do to ourselves on our website. We have our partner site where we have everybody else's links and everything everybody else's does and their Patreons and all that stuff more than we have links to how to, you know, for example, get to casual toys.
0: There you go. Now, we are having a little bit of fun for the first segment of today's podcast. We're going to play a sex game of Two Truths and a Lie. Right, that's what we're going to do first up. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm excited for this as well. And because you've got so many, and that'll I think we lead hear quite now.
2: nicely. Given that two ladies are excited, it'll lead quite nicely into the second part of the podcast. What which makes is you wet? What makes you wet? Yeah. Daryl's
0: response is what?
2: Water or ice cream?
0: You're pronouncing water wrong, babe.
2: Sorry, water, 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 water.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I've sorry, lost my Aussie Australianism.
2: Joke. You could be a Jamaican. <laughs> that's an water. Aussie joke.
0: We don't know how to pronounce yeah. Jamaican water. water.
2: Yeah. We don't have a T. We don't have a T in water. We have a D in the middle. Yep. So. Water.
0: Two truths and a lie, but the sex version of this. So the aim of the game here is that we're going to go around the room. Uh, I thought it
2: was just filthy shit. I didn't realize it was sex. But now <laughs> I'm going to have to change at least two of my answers because oh, really? they're all filthy shit rather than –
0: You can carry on with that if you want to. I'm going to okay. because
2: I can't fucking rewrite it
0: now. Fil-
3: filthy shit, D in the middle, Rocky Road, we're, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rocky
2: Road. Oh yeah, Some, that's, marshmallows uh, in your the
0: Podcast now. Thanks for that. That's wetting me up. I like what you're doing here. You're just making our podcast low rent. Thanks for that. Let's see. Were you expecting anything else? Really. You've met me. What do you? <laughs> the aim of the game is that we're going to go around the room. We're going to share each of our two truths and a lie, and the other couple has to guess collectively as a unit. Which is the truth and which is the lie? The reason we are playing it that way is because ones that I bring up, Daryl obviously may know, and vice versa. So, say for example, Daryl's going to go, Mickey and Mallory. You guys are I think, collectively, I think we're
2: going to get. I think we got the, you the go idea there, but we don't need. This is not a one of your standard, do, you know, do, 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 board do. games where you've got to go through every every rule and then you fuck it up halfway and then I throw the board into the window and spew and and run away and go, fuck this, stupid game.
0: Was that your two truths and a lie? No, that's
2: that's just Monopoly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if I get this correct, like, so we have to agree on this, on the casual swinger end, what either yours or Daryl's lie is, correct? Okay, I got this.
0: So you guys are playing as a team when it comes to guessing R ones and then vice versa. So you guys go separately, but when it comes to guessing, we've got to collectively guess. So we both need to agree which one's going to be the two truths and which one's going to be the lie. Yay! I want to hear Mallory go first, purely because I know she's got a list. I know she's excited. She is this. Oh
1: yeah. Oh
2: Jesus so horny. Well. <laughs> I'm going to cut your fucking
0: sound yes. effects, Mallory. You're. <laughs> right. I
1: love
2: the sound effects, and she's dirty. So this is
3: going to
1: be. You fun. guys are two peas. I swear. <laughs> All right. So, me first. Let's start with this one. I used to peg my high school boyfriend on the regular and had no idea what it was until many years later. I'm obsessed with scented and flavored lubes, and I had sex in the park at Disney World.
0: Oh, it's got to be the lube one. What do you reckon? You tell? could have told me any of these at.
3: things
2: before I married you.
1: You never asked. Hmm.
2: So, we're looking for the truth.
1: You're looking for the lie, correct?
0: No, we're looking for the lie. Oh, we're looking for the lie. Yeah, we're looking for okay. the lie. So I reckon it's the lube thing. I reckon she was pegging a partner, and I reckon she has had sex in a park in Disneyland because Mallory. Was it
2: Disneyland or Disney World? Oh, I mean, yeah. Which be... one's
0: more progressive? Well, I wrote,
1: I wrote I had sex in the park at Disney World.
2: Okay. Okay. Disney World, okay. Because that really makes a difference makes a at this difference end, at end. you Which one? The ludes? Uh, the centered lube, yeah, for sure. So loops, for I centered lube, for sure. She's being I... Pe- I reckon there's a man out there somewhere that's been pegged to death almost. <laughs>
0: We're going $10 on the lubes. We think the lubes are a lie. Damn, you're correct. That is yes. the truth. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You know, and you guys you guys can play at home with this one as well, but I'm just going to put a big one down for SDU. Woo-hoo. That just tells you what they
2: think of your degenerate nature right there.
0: I mean, I mean, uh,
2: I mean we're taking that reference from the man that she married. <laughs> well,
1: just. and I'll be honest, that was the only guy I ever pegged. And I just thought it was something he did. Did you it hear was, that, Jay? I learned from porn. <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I was actually going to ask you. learn ask from you. porn?
1: So, that's a very early porn. Oh, pegging. yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I don't,
0: do not recommend. I want to do a follow-up question to that. And feel free, anybody, you can pick one follow-up question to each of these ones. But you were just pegging one? somebody. Yes, just one. You obviously didn't have a harness, a so what were you doing there, just of. using the dildo oh, no. In his no,
1: no, no. So he what was, was a couple of years older than I, and we were able to sneak into the sex store locally, and he got me a strap-on. I had a whole slew of sex toys that he stored in his safe in his room for when I came over. In his safe? Yes.
3: You heard that correctly, Sophie. Right? Yeah, we had a
1: sex safe in a van. Yes.
3: He had it a it wasn't in
1: a van. He had a van, but he didn't live in the van.
2: Oh man! Yeah,
1: he had a shagging I'm, wagon. I'm
2: gonna say there's a lot of fucking alarm bells going off here. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should I think you should just be happy with the fact that you're not locked up with somebody saying it puts the lotion on its skin.
1: Fair, fair. My <laughs> life could have turned it out very differently. Uh,
3: and then yeah. you married
2: me. What an upgrade. <laughs> I was. <laughs> right? Now you've got access to a whole dildo store. Right? This scratch It's probably in a safe. It's a natural
0: we progression. Rubber dicks safe, for yeah. years. It's in a walk-in safe. <laughs> Let's give these guys a chance to score a point on the board, right. shall we, Daryl? Do you want to go next up?
2: No, you go next because it's going to be hilarious.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Mara said hi guys. Okay. I had sex in a field when I was fifteen years old, doggy style on my knees, no blanket, no rug, you know, just scratching my knees on the dirt. I can't remember how old I was or the first person I ever had anal sex with. And Daryl and I had sex in the movies whilst watching the Avengers. So I'll read this to you again. I had sex in a field when I was fifteen. I can't remember anal and Daryl and I had sex watching the Avengers in a cinema Ooh. theater. Mm.
1: I'm thinking it's either the field. Or the anal.
3: See, I think the Avengers is bullshit because I think that Kate and Daryl were riveted and their nerd like nature. They were just riveted. I think by... you
1: want to believe
3: that. that's I'd be like, fuck off, get away from me.
1: Do you want that to be our final answer? <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I'll let you pick. You
0: guys have got to agree. You've got to agree.
3: They've got to agree. Fuck, yeah. this might take away. Right. I mean,
0: really? <laughs> yeah. You know who you invited on this shit? I know, right? All
3: right so I think she did have sex in a field, so that okay. one's out.
1: Okay. I think it's plausible to not remember how old you were or who it was the first time you had anal, depending on how long you've been having sex. Sure.
3: That leaves the Avengers.
1: Yeah, that does seem a little out of place yeah. now that you do, 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 say that. Let's say, I'll go with do, the Avengers. Do, Avengers. Do,
0: do. Ah, <laughs> wrong. Yeah, wrong. It was the second time we saw the Avengers in the cinemas. And
2: <laughs> first time we wanted to see it properly.
0: <laughs> and it was actually, I can't remember how old I was or who I had anal sex with for the first time. That was my lie.
1: Oh. So close. Okay, next time I'm going with my gut. Well,
3: don't ask me next time. That's how
2: you win.
1: Okay. All right, fair. Yeah, yeah. We're making decisions in a vacuum via me.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> exactly. This is how this game works. Salt.
0: Do you remember liking yeah. it the first time?
2: That's a good question. No, That's yeah. a good question. I was um, about to ask the same.
0: I don't think that there was additional non-bodily fluid lube involved. So I'm gonna so it was spittle. Go, I'm gonna go with a no. Ooh, it was spittle. Oh. I'm gonna go with a no on Ouch. that because like back then you know I guess you didn't really depending on where you live depending on who your parents were etc you maybe didn't have access to a lot of that stuff so yeah I'm gonna roll with the fact (laughs) it's gonna end up in fistfights on this show I swear to god it's like no
2: I've got a, you know, safety pen over here. Don't make me make it work.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent.
2: Self-defense pen. Who ever thought a fucking pen would be a self-defense pen? Seriously.
0: And with that little thing that we don't really want to talk about. Oh, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, you're up. <laughs> true <Two, laughs> truths and a lie, man.
2: Are you up,
3: though? I mean, that's a good question. In the hands of a living weapon like myself, anything is a weapon.
2: <laughs> oh, dear God.
1: Just say your answers.
2: <laughs> oh, your words are a weapon. They make me want to kill myself.
1: <laughs> My man. That's how I
3: roll. All right. It is my turn, actually, because the beautiful, beautiful wife... So you went right. So it's my turn. Yes, sir. I think
2: Kate might have actually told me to go.
1: Yes. Okay. I and should pay attention. Go. She,
2: she did. Yeah. I mean, any time you could get the fuck on with it,
3: let would me be just right. doesn't
0: follow instructions well. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just <laughs> actually
3: just trying to put Kate in a position where she has to put half the editing I've had to put in some of the episodes we've done. So, all right, let's go with. <laughs> let's see. So I actually I would, sang lead in a band during and after college. So there's one and. Someone once sang Hotel California into my penis in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I once had sex with a pregnant girl on the hood of my car in a church parking lot before I
2: dropped her off at her sister's house.
0: Oh. You see, sometimes what happens is people put these really fucking out there <laughs> ones to like confuse you and then.
2: You've met how much of a fucking weirdo this dude is.
0: That's insane. And then it's like, oh, that seems too unrealistic. And then it makes your mind boggle, like, oh, I don't know, man. Is it too far out there? Like, come on. Where are you at? What's your initial gut telling you?
2: My initial gut tells me that he's had somebody sing Hotel California into his cock.
0: You think that's a truth? Yeah,
2: because, I mean, I've seen him on stage and I can just imagine that it would go that far. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not unsold on the pregnant woman on the bonnet of a car.
0: At the front of a church.
2: Yeah. I'm not unsold on that. I
0: haven't spoken to because he then a dropped lot about and religion and
2: dropped her off Very at her specific. sister's. Right? It was it's specific, specific enough that it could be actually on the money.
0: Yeah, or it could be throwing. We're
2: debating the this way too long. Let's just <laughs> pick one of those two.
0: So lead singer in a band? Where are you at with that?
2: I think that's true for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so the question is, is: the pregnant lady or the singing? I mean, not
2: a good lead, lead singer in a band <laughs> by, lead by no means. <laughs>
0: i love Gerald Smutley. laugh anybody it proves anybody can be a lead singer in a band right now so parking lot or hotel california
2: parking lot
0: oh, i don't know man
2: we'll make the choice come on
0: all man. right i'll go with parking lot as well but i'm unsold on it go parking lot it. Okay. <laughs> it was the hotel california wasn't it
3: wow actually i was not a lead singer in a band
0: Damn it! I- <laughs> oh, so wrong. Casual swinger scores one Completely
3: point. fucked the brakes off that girl in the hood of that car. Actually, had to actually have the hood fixed because she left ass-shaped dents in the hood of the car.
0: How big was she? <laughs> she was Sorry. pretty far
3: along. I had a kink I had to scratch off the list, so... <laughs>
1: Love yeah, it.
2: Yeah. So hang on. I'm sure that scratched more than one off the list. It though. did. Out the front of a church, on the bonnet, oh. with a pregnant woman. I mean, there's at least three there that I can see. There's a couple of
0: if, pieces if of if that that were
3: circumstantial.
1: Involved, it's Is that like a trifecta?
0: <laughs> oh. Trifecta, and <laughs> I did.
2: I think that's a new hashtag right there. Yeah? Trifecta. Trifecta. Yeah. All right, I'll
0: write it okay. down. Let's get that going. So I can promptly forget it later. <laughs> wow. All right, so casual swinger, got a point on the board. Swinging out under, two points.
2: How'd that happen? They got two. So I guess it's my turn then.
0: Yep, Daryl, you're up.
2: Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. (laughs) Okay, so there should be three things here, yeah? Okay, so.
0: Yes, babe, it's called (laughs) two truths and a lie.
2: Two truths and a lie. Didn't
0: even have to kick off a shoe to count those on my hands.
2: Okay, so number one, Daryl masturbates less than once a day while traveling. He has tasted cum. And he hates anal stimulation.
1: Ooh. Okay, so we both travel for work. And if possible, we absolutely masturbate more than once a day. So my gut's telling me that. I think you can taste cum, like, by accident? No. Or on purpose. No. I mean, of course. And, yeah, my gut's telling me the Did first you one. Go with your gut?
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I
1: think that's the one.
3: I've been
2: fired from choosing over here. But
1: if he likes his butt, <laughs> with, I'm telling
3: Jay. <laughs>
2: So number one is it, for sure, because it's definitely more than once a day. It's more like three times. Boom. I got it. Travel, so Boom. Yeah. Blair, you absolutely job. nailed it. Jesus, yeah. a tiebreaker,
0: casual swinger, got one extra point on the board.
2: Do you really, really, really enjoy masturbating while I'm traveling? It seems to be my release. It is. Who wants
0: to know the cum story? Anybody? Yes, anybody? I yeah, anybody absolutely that's my follow up
2: question. Does, but I also want to ask the Uber drivers what they think of you jerking off that much. <laughs> 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 Well, we don't have Uber down here anymore, mainly because I kept, you know, covering the screen with goo. But
0: <laughs> they couldn't afford the lawsuit. <laughs> they couldn't
2: afford the, yeah. So, tasted come, yes. So, I've not only tasted my own, but I've tasted other people's as well, which is even more exciting. Oh. The first time, exciting, right, not, may not be the right <laughs> word. First time I tasted somebody else's cum was by mistake, and I was quite young. It was the local lady who enjoyed sex quite a lot, which I'm going to say slut, but I use that in the most positive term as I can because without sluts, I'd still be a virgin, (laughs) and I really think it's amazing and we should all embrace it. So she really enjoyed her younger years, and in fact – (laughs) <laughs> has since been diagnosed as a legitimate nephtomaniac and is on medication due to that. Dude,
0: get around to yeah, tasting the cum.
2: Anyway, so, yes. Bullet point is cum story. It was a Friday night and I was number three, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... Me being the man who likes to actually get the woman off as well, thought I should start with going down on Mm her. And yeah, so I got a nice cocktail, (laughs) that was it, in her martini glass. And yeah, that's how it all started. And you know, my love of cum has only grown since then.
1: Get it, freak? (laughs) I love it. Yes. (laughs)
2: It's not really true. But the the, the love of cum has not grown. But that was an exciting introduction to the world of semen. Yeah. Um, Especially
3: There's the world of semen. Is that a said, theme <laughs> park in Singapore?
2: It should be. Good Lord. There's a book. Have you seen the book on semen recipes? Oh, my God. You guys. Oh. There was a book released two years ago on semen no. recipes and how to include semen no. in every meal. No.
0: We're going to be up all night now. I know. Here's my concern with these sorts of things. You end up getting so many gag presents from all of your lifestyle friends because like, something will be said and then somebody will be like, oh, fuck yeah, I can't wait to send that at Christmas time. <laughs>
3: Like, I'm going to find a 55-gallon drum of rhino cum on Amazon and send it to D for Christmas.
2: Do you know, if you're going to find it anywhere, it is on Amazon.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is true. Yeah. Also, be... if that clears customs, I'm well impressed. <laughs> it'll clear Amen. customs. terrified. One no, 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 I'm
2: sure if you just label it to Singapore Zoo care of this location, it'll get here.
0: Can I put a glove on? And, like, strap it down and then be, like, long and hard and just pretend like I'm inseminating rhinos all <laughs> over the country.
2: I'm not going to say no to that because you scare me.
0: Okay. Excellent. <laughs> hey, guess what, Mallory's it's back around to you. You're up. Tiebreaker. Okay, we've got two points each. This is the tiebreaker. and no, no, I'm saying we're, we're currently tied. We've got two points each.
1: No pressure.
2: Yeah, so this needs to be the, tie Come
1: okay.
0: this is the tiebreaker. Come strong. Okay. All right. So the first time I got fingered. Come strong. Well, this is. <laughs>
1: Are you okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm just coming all strong. All right, come strong. I got this. First time I got fingered was in my best friend's driveway by the boy across the street. First time I used a condom, I tried to inflate it like a balloon. And since I was a single mom, I stripped in my early 20s for extra cash. I think they're old oh,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I was there when she blew up her first condom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shit, so fingered in the driveway, blowing up condom, stripping. Oh, man, I don't know where you're at.
2: I think they're all true. I know,
0: hey? I totally think
2: they're all true. Uh, maybe, oh. I mean, for starters, it's called okay, finger blasting, hold just Wait a so second. you know. That, you're would a inf- finger blasted.
0: that would infer that she was in a car, maybe.
2: No, she was on the driveway.
0: In a car just, in the driveway. No, just, just sitting, sitting on the driveway. There,
2: legs apart, he's just finger blasting her.
0: See, I think that that's too maybe there is a car and maybe that's too old to be fingered. So I'm thinking that one's false. She
2: used the term fingered, so I mean fingered's pretty old by itself.
0: Yeah, I reckon that one's false.
2: Still say finger blasted. You going with me? Not yet. We haven't even discussed the other two. <laughs> okay. What are the other
0: two? Stripping and blowing up a condom.
2: Stripping totally. Um, you reckon the stripping is fake?
0: No, that's real. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So are you fingering? I'm pretty sure I've got video of that. Fingering? <laughs>
2: if you don't I do it. I think I've still got a dollar bill. I think I've still got a dollar bill. Does it still smell? It smells sniff. of Mallory. <laughs> Don't need a <to> scratch it.
1: <laughs>
0: I hate you all.
2: <laughs> and what was the second one?
0: It was blowing up a condom.
2: Yeah, that's not a surprise to me. I think just about everyone's done that at some point.
0: So you're going with the fingering. I reckon the fingering. All right, yeah. we're going with the fingering. Yeah. We think that's the false one. Unfortunately,
1: no. I did cocktail. Oh, I did cocktail man. in a strip club, but I never stripped. Oh.
0: Damn it. Yeah. So
1: who did that dollar bill come
2: from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I really thought I had it there with the finger blasting. No, that's See,
1: a true story. That. Like, it was a little sneaky, and then I was like, oh, that feels good. I'm just going to let it happen.
2: Were you in a car? No, I was, was yeah. you you literally sitting, sitting
1: in the driveway, on the concrete. broad daylight. I don't know. Yeah. Wow.
0: yeah. wow. What did the neighbors say? I had my first kiss. <laughs> when nice I was, pussy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I had my first kiss from another girl on my driveway in broad daylight. It was my neighbor. Yeah, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, five or six, and she was like, hey, let's kiss because kissing girls is better than kissing boys. Hmm. Yeah,
3: Well, I agree. True story. For what it's worth. Amen. <laughs> yeah, boys are stubbly. It's
1: just no. My no driveway was gravel. At, at six, All I did was babe.
3: puke on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Boys are aggressive.
2: My driveway was a kilometer long. So, oh, sorry, <laughs> what's that? A thousand yards. Easy conversion. We one be yard aggressive. one meter. Hmm? But our nails are always on point.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's my two truths and a lie.
2: Hang on, are we going again? I thought...
0: Yeah, no, no. So this what I'm saying, like, this round is the tiebreak round. Okay. okay. Yeah. I have never reached the mile high club, even though I fly 140,000 miles a year. I once put shampoo on my inner thighs when I was masturbating to stimulate cum.
2: To stimulate
0: or cum? Or stimulate cum, sorry. Okay, so it's a big difference. Uh, yeah. Did it stimulate cum? No no bad. No bad. And I have faked it when I'm with swinging partners twice, and I remember both times. Sorry, let me get this. I'm not part of the Mile High Club. I have put shampoo on my leg, and I have faked it twice. So
1: I think the last one's true, because I think when you start off, you have, like, that idea that there's an expectation that every time you have sex with somebody, you're going to get off. So I think that one's true. Well,
3: and remember the number one reason women fake it.
1: To get it over with? get it
3: to fuck over with. Okay. Get them to stop. (laughs) Fair.
1: Fair. I think the shampoo's plausible, and I wish if there was an age assigned to it, like, we could probably, like, eliminate or Kate's not going to
2: do that so just you know come on
3: here's my thing i think personally first
1: one she
2: is in the mile high club because
3: her husband flies helicopters for fun and Mm, i I think
1: that's too easy though i know i'm just
2: really hard to fly a helicopter and get light at the same time
1: well also like in the mile high club you can't do it in your seat you literally have to go to the bathroom and i'm sorry like what like right. who wants She's to do a it not a airplane? You are. They're
2: they're from there. Singapore. Also, I and mean, they Singapore
1: of, is supposed to be clean.
2: Have you ever heard of business class? Right. Yeah, Under that's a blankie, true.
3: Right. Under no, their I think
0: he's trying to fucking throw me off no, now. See, and then the last
2: piece of it, right?
3: So what was the last one again, Kate? There was one more.
0: I have faked it. I oh, know. I'm with swinging partners twice. She's faked
3: it. More than twice. Twice
0: and I remember both times. Mm. That's why I it's I a good thing. Trust trust okay, go. Do you want to take this? No, one? no,
3: you do you. No, because I suck. Go ahead.
0: You don't suck. I'll let you make Mm-mm. the
1: decision this no, time. No. Nope. Um mm. I was just offering up some other I think it's mile high. All right. Then go with it. Fuck do we have to lose? Final answer. Final answer, mile high.
0: You are correct. I'm not part of the mile high. Club. Oh. I have never done that on boom. a boom. So there you go. Well done.
1: Is it because it's gross or just the lack of opportunity? <laughs>
0: I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. We've tried it. Like, I think Daryl's like put the blanket over me before and he's like, hey, babe, like, let's just come. And I'm like, there is people literally staring at me in the face. And that dude is like old and that lady has food still on her face. Like, it's just not a sexy environment. So I think maybe that's why.
2: I think it's probably a lot more to do with the fear of getting caught.
0: Oh, and there's that as well. That's the big one. I don't want to lose my status, babe. That's why. It's all about them points. <laughs> totally
1: with you because that is my first thought. And then it's, you know, like, okay, if I get caught, yeah, losing my status, getting kicked off the airline, but also, like, what do you do once it's done? Where are you going to go? Remember I got so how, mad at Jim? How are you going to keep that under wraps? I
3: got so mad at Jim for smoking weed in a Marriott that I had used points to get. And I'm like, dude, I'm a lifetime titanium. Don't fuck it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to
2: smoke in his room.
3: Yeah. I'm like, no, no, don't
0: fuck yeah. this up. This yeah. is important. So you guys now have four points and swinging Down Under has two points. So four to two, babe. We're getting smoked here, getting hosed.
2: Yeah. It's not my go, though. It's is not.
0: It? No. It's Mickey's it go. It is my go.
3: Oh, shit. It's me.
0: Let's hear it, Mickey.
2: Well, now I'm worried about my second questions, whether any of them are truthful <laughs> or lie-ful. <laughs> all right i have been in
3: non-monogamous relationships three different times i got arrested in las vegas for climbing a pillar in front of a hotel and i got hit on really hard by my best friend's mom the only reason we didn't have sex is because she came home early whoa
0: he didn't clarify whether or not the non-monogamous relationships were ethical or not <laughs> <laughs> Let's just,
3: for the sake of argument, we'll call them ethically non-monogamous relationships. Okay. All
0: right, choices. then, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> climbing something in Vegas. I'm a big climber when I'm drunk. There are so many photos of me, like, up trees, up buildings.
2: Which is hilarious because normally the next photo is Kate in a cast, you know, <laughs> one arm broken, face shattered, <laughs> you know, because your clumsiness knows little
0: bounds. Yeah, I kind of think that the climbing might be real purely because I can see myself doing that. Yeah. Got hit on by somebody and was going to have sex with the mum.
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, awesome. I mean, who hasn't had that happen? It's a real burden being as hot as we are, isn't it, Mickey? Oh,
0: yeah. yes. It is the bane of my existence.
2: Truly <laughs> a cross to bear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me see. Which one do you know?
2: <laughs> I think he definitely nearly fucked his friend's mum. I think all of his relationships have not been non-monogamous.
0: The last three he said. I like oh, how he said three. all, so you've only had three. <laughs> well,
2: I just assumed.
0: <laughs> I got the giggles now. I, I don't last, know. I, don't yeah. know. I, reckon, I reckon it actually might be true, and the climbing thing in Vegas is false.
2: Yeah, okay. Let's go with that. All
3: right,
0: we're going with the climbing thing in Vegas. Fuck it. Damn it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> actually, the one that is not true is about my best friend's mom. Damn it. So she and I were flirting, and her husband came home. So that was a lie. Oh, So it was just that the husband came home.
0: Not, Yeah. yeah yes. I,
3: I got arrested in Vegas for shimmying up a pole with a strap, like a lumberjack, lumberjack. Yeah. And I sat on top of the pillar. It was a wide pillar. So I needed the strap to get around it. And I shimmied all the way to the top. It sat on the top, wouldn't come down. The cops told me to, so they arrested me. And I have been in three different non-monogamous relationships. I married two of them because I figured out after the first one that it wasn't normal and that I should probably try and hang on to him and manage to get it right this time.
1: Yay. Aww.
3: Yay, good job for go me.
1: Yay. I'm on my first, so jury's still out.
3: Hey, let's not try again. <laughs> You'll get you got to the, next right one the better first, it. first yeah, yeah. Fine. The next one will be much better. Hit the, the next one. bullseye with the first crazy. dart. You, throw babe. two more.
1: Love you, babe. Love you,
2: babe. For now. No, so bro, I guess it's true. so... These guys are hosing us. I'm yeah, going to go won, one babe. more. Yeah, no, but we go one more well, because I, I had can... to rewrite a fucking line because I didn't have a lie. No, sorry, the other way around. Maybe I didn't have a truth. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. Lover of all things semen is hard you to You got talk. this. <laughs> okay, so my three. I lost my virginity in single digits. I love shaft stimulation, and I almost fucked a relative.
3: Wow, that must have been a shocker at the family reunion.
1: <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so... I think it's shaft stimulation, really? Yeah, I think Daryl seems like he's been sexually curious. like I get that feeling because I was curious from a like tiny age. So, I guess maybe I just relate to it. Okay. And you were too, weren't you? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I got my first job in single digits. I mean, it didn't yeah. really count.
1: Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about like extended family, I mean, if you grew up in the middle of nowhere, there's a good chance you're related to uh, There's those no chance for me. My
3: whole town, family's ugly. So, I would so. be like, fuck y'all,
2: not happy.
1: I don't know. I'm going to go with shaft stimulation because okay. I think like there's not as many nerves as people think are down there, especially if you're circumcised.
2: And I strike ahead another point. Oh. <laughs>
0: Well, congratulations, guys, because that's you getting six to two. You guys have officially won two truths and a lie. We were out in front. We fell back. There's no recovery now. That's it. It's
3: all done. It's all done. Do you know how we won? We won because we let our best player do all the work. I'm
1: also highly competitive, and I try to keep it together. But, like, you don't want to go to, like, a bar on Trivia Night with me. I will embarrass the crap out of you.
2: Not just, not I with her skill, trained. just with the things she just says With and her does.
3: confidence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But I tell you what pretty much. So just a little tidbit on the back end of that. The Almost Fucked Relative was not when I was young. It was actually just before we left <laughs> last week.
1: Really? Yeah. You have to give a little background on that, though.
2: <laughs> well, we we were...
0: Almost Fucked as a loose as It's a, a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, we, were out we, were, having, we were out with our friends heading to a club and there was a group of us there and then we realised that one of the, people one of the attractive that there, ladies that was there was a cousin.
2: Actually, one of the other guys said, oh, she's from around where you grew up. And I said, oh, really? And asked the question, so what's your surname? And she told me and I said, well, yeah, we, we can't. We're related. (laughs)
1: you just get it up there so you didn't go through like the triage of like are you like my third or fourth cousin because like, once you get into like after third it's very close she
2: was number one cousin at best yeah Number yeah, one yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: So,
3: <laughs> that's like, that's guaranteed. In all of
0: Australia, she has trophy. Thanks for playing Two Truths and a Lie with us. That was good. That was good fun. I hope you guys are oh, that Oh, that was me, so no much fun. That Thank you.
3: Always love hanging
2: out with you guys.
0: Let's quickly talk about...
2: Not quickly. Let's just talk about...
0: What makes you wet...
2: Wow, you should have recorded that on the little button so that you could press it every now and again.
0: Welcome to 92.9. You're now reaching Oh what god, makes stop you it. Wet. It's the only uh, it's we have a only, caller on the line. You know it's interesting. This is Mallory is, from Florida? Mallory, buttons, how are you today?
2: The buttons on the on the road control board, <laughs> only buttons Kate can find. Mhm.
1: I love it. Let's, let's let's talk about ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that. that's
0: right. <laughs> oh.
3: I like Kate's radio voice, though. That's pretty
2: hot.
0: I'm still upset about the fact that Daryl just said I can't get women off, basically. I mean, that was mean.
2: Well, actually, I mean, I think it comes down more to you looking up constantly and saying, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? (laughs) To the point when one of the girls that you were first with looks at you and says, babe, your face is in my vagina. It's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing.
0: Stop uh. stopping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what makes you wet? What we want to talk about is what takes you from having a date, you're out having – actually, let's set the scene. You're out having some delicious Spanish tapas, and you're enjoying the wine. Mickey, you have some. Not form of, tapas? Some, some form of scotch or whatever the fuck it is that you drink, some dodgy alcohol. And, you know, Mallory, <laughs> though, she's high level. She's drinking the good stuff. And you're with a couple. And what makes you click over from dating to I want to fuck these people? I want to have sex with these people. Mm. What makes you wet? Like, what is that? Should we
2: step past the obvious as around, you know, exciting brains and all that sort of thing and just say, what actually gets you horny
0: to, yeah. to make yeah, you let's, switch? Let's, yeah. yeah, like, obviously there's an element of understanding that, you know, we like intellect and we like humour and everything else, but maybe, like, is there a physical characteristic? Is there something that switches that part in your brain where you're like, actually, yes, now I'm horny, now I would like to go play with these people?
1: Oh. So I have a, a million answers to this because it can be very specific to the person. Everyone has their own like attributes that are highlighted by their personality and not just their physicality, but if it has to be something that like really sparks my interest, this is gonna be really weird, but kind of encroaching on my space to let me know that they're invested with that deep eye contact and letting me know that they want to learn more about me. Like as that conversation scales on, it lets me know that they give a shit. And for me, it's really fucking weird, but it's hot. And that turns me on. Maybe I'm an egomaniac. Maybe knowing that they want to know more about me, like, feeds my ego. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe.
0: A little bit. Probably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. All right, definitely.
0: Is that the same for females and males in terms of people that are approaching you? Like, do you have a different set of characteristics for ladies versus gentlemen?
1: Yes. When someone feels comfortable enough to, like, kind of break that bubble... Of the, you know, space that most people try to give each other, especially Americans. We're really weird about like how much space we give between each other.
2: Dude, you didn't, grow up, you didn't grow up in a small country town. There's no need for Heck social no. distancing in my hometown because no. people don't get close enough when they talk for it to be a problem. Seriously, it's like no. a two-meter gap minimum.
1: No, I grew up one house like 10 or 11 years that we lived there. I didn't even know my neighbor's names. Like we never waved. We didn't know anybody. It, it's a totally different way of life. So when they, like I said, they come into my space and want to get physically closer to me and also mentally closer, I don't know. It kind of flips a switch for me. On the next episode I'm very of body Unsolved language. Mysteries.
0: <laughs> How to find Mallory's clitoris. The hunt continues. Paddling right. <laughs> the
3: pink canoe. It's very <laughs> obvious.
0: I mean, I'm not sporting like a, you know.
1: Thunderclip. pinky, but. <laughs> Jeez.
2: It's fucking hell. It goes rawr.
1: My girl, what games on point? I don't know. <laughs> I need to a, put the drink down.
2: It's, no, no. Are we keep, asking
1: this question to somebody else now?
2: Keep drinking more, please. Please it
1: keep was drinking. A long more.
2: answer. It's like all the like. That's deep
3: into the psyche of Mallory's vagina. <laughs> I can still smell it on the
1: dollar bill that I have. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yes, mic drop. You are welcome. <laughs> Hey, Daryl, what's yours?
2: Mine? Yeah. Mine is definitely when people start touching me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anybody
0: can walk up and just like stroke your arm and you're like, boing.
2: That's helpful on the tube. Have you met my penis? That is not far from the truth, unfortunately. So yeah, Daryl should never wear a skirt without underwear. We discussed recently.
0: A short skirt oh. without underwear.
2: Yeah, no, because somebody will brush my arm and then the, <laughs> the skirt gets weird shaped. <laughs>
1: Happened. So it becomes a belt.
2: Yes, yes, it mm. does. Interesting. I'm booping
1: so, your nose next time I see you, by the way. <laughs> that's all it takes.
2: So I am very much somebody who enjoys to have somebody confident enough reach, to reach out and, and touch them. So that's the thing that does it for me.
3: I want everybody listening right now to just think about Gregory Hines in History of the World when they were checking to see who the eunuchs were, and they're going down the line and the girl's doing the dance, and he's wearing the feather skirt. And- <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's their ultimate
2: touches That's a thing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that was a good outfit. We actually still have that costume. That was a Bam Bam costume that we wore to Desire a couple of years back, and that's why it's just so short. We only have parts of it. Yeah, we only have parts of it because, we, you know, with Some costumes, of it may have gotten you torn, leave it lying torn off or lost. Yeah, and he was walking along the pathway, and we were with a couple, and he just got hard, and the whole front of the Bam Bam skirt just, like, lifted up. <laughs> and the little, wow. his little his head was poking <laughs> out the end of the skirt, and then a couple came up from behind us, and then it was like, loop, back down again. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a pretty good sum up.
0: Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Mickey, yeah. Mickey, where are you at? What's gonna what's what Hey, hey Mickey. D- no
2: don't, right? don't. Here we go. Don't do it. I'm not going to
0: sing the song. Don't fucking do I'm it. I'm not singing the song. I'm
2: looking at you. I'm I'm right down the barrels here. Don't do
0: it. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll
3: make you Meanwhile, wet. Mallory's dancing her ass off over oh, here. <laughs> you know what's funny? We had at Min I believe it was at the podcasters meet and greet that you did at Nin Kate. We had somebody come up and sing that to me. Actually, that met us. It was a listener that came up and sang the, yeah. the Mickey song to me, yeah, which made good. me just giggle uncontrollably. But that's and not leading what on to me making wet,
2: but... him moist.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's right. oh, oh, oh! That not that word ever. That's not it. That that'll break it. That'll turn it into a gummy worm. But <laughs> a gummy it, worm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right so what what does it for me to get anywhere with me honestly i have met some amazingly beautiful people in the lifestyle but the ones that i remember And the ones that really stick with me are the ones that get in my head. And it's not just about being brainy. It's not about being funny. It's not about being. I was just thinking that whole time. I was like, I'll just drill
0: into the side of that. I don't know why. I just I went sore on that motherfucker. I was like, I'll just drill like. Scoop
2: the brains out with a spoon. I'm just seeing your head like a monkey's head through the table. You know, like in (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark, and just somebody like never been happier that there's ten thousand
3: miles between us.
0: We're ruining his moment. Sorry, someone gets in your head. How do they do that? What happens?
3: You know, well, it's just, it's one of those things. It's a mix for me, but to be able to carry on a conversation and to be passionate about something that is not, you know, something that's divisive, something that really lights you up and look me in the eye when you talk to me and carry on that conversation and be excited about something. A great list is somebody that listens and speaks and has something that they want to talk about. Those are the things that really kind of drag me in, right? It's not about one thing or another. And Mallory is definitely teed up over here to say something.
1: No, no, no. no, no, I'm just admiring your answer. That's all. Yeah,
3: it really is kind of strange for me. I love touch. I love when somebody leans into a conversation, much like Mallory said. I love when somebody is actively engaged in a conversation especially in a lifestyle environment a lot of times we're in a place where it's loud we're in a place where other people are vying for their attention so when they lean in it shows me something yeah it shows me that they want to hear what I have to say and they want me to hear what they have to say and when they have something to say that really starts the process for me because if I can get to know you and you can get to know me by the time I get below the belt line I already know what I need to do to make make it happen.
1: Yeah. I think we've had this conversation before. It's like a body language tango. Yeah. I think that's where it really starts for us. And that's how we ended up rolling around in the hay.
3: I learn your mannerisms from talking to you and from engaging with you and from having that bi-directional conversation. And when I learn those mannerisms, I know how you're reacting to what I'm doing physically. So I don't really need you to say much.
0: And do you echo those mannerisms as well? So, you know, obviously like body language and, you know, kind of stepping back into business mode a little bit. But when you're trying to sell somebody something, generally you tend to use the same mannerisms, you use the same verbiage back to them. Do you do that same thing when you're in a lifestyle situation to try and echo that person so they understand that because they're doing it as well? 100%
3: mimicry is a wonderful way to have a conversation with somebody in a language you know they understand. Once you understand somebody's personality type and how they communicate that you can tell how they want to be communicated with.
0: So it's interesting that you said there about passion. (laughs) And just before I answer, I I want to pause on that because we were lucky enough recently to have some time on, I think it was a Saturday morning. We sat there on the, we got a thing community kind of zoom group chat. And the conversation was what's attractive to you. And my answer was about people being passionate about something, I don't care what it is. It could be literally something that I have no idea about, you know, and, and I really, I can't, you know, comment a lot on, but to see somebody who's passionate about something in their life, I think is very attractive because that is where you can then see somebody's facial features like light, light up. You can see that maybe their voice changes a little bit. They get very excited. They're energized, you know, and you can start, you know, you can start answering questions or asking questions and, and kind of engaging with them on that. So I think that that is a very attractive trait to have something that you can actually be passionate about. And the flip side of that, I think it's very attractive for the person who's reciprocated to actually just ask questions. Even if somebody starts talking to you about like, I don't know, jetpacks, you know, and they're very passionate about it. You've got no idea about it. You can at least be like, wow, you know, when did that passion first happen? Like, where did you learn this information? You know, you don't have to know anything about the jetpack because quite frankly, I don't, but you can ask questions around and I think that's very attractive. Mallory, you look like you're going to say something.
1: Yeah, it, that makes total sense because I think it's a key indicator to kind of maybe let you know that they have dimensions and levels when it comes to sex. And maybe we don't think about that up front in our minds when we're engaging with them. But someone who's very flat, think of the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like how impassioned do you think that person is going to be if you escalate it to a sexual situation? When oh. you have someone that finds something they like oh, and they present nice. passion, totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree I as agree well. I think that, yeah, if you've got people that are quite flat, yeah, you know, and you ask them like, hey, what's your favorite, I don't know, ice cream flavor? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Or, you know, what's your favorite food? I don't know. It's like, well, yeah, if you're not passionate about certain things in life. But man, do you think know. swingers
1: have trouble saying vanilla <laughs> if it's their favorite ice cream flavor? I think
0: they do, honestly. I think there is an element of, like, I don't want to say vanilla because, you know, it's vanilla. But a lot of people out there love vanilla. I don't
3: know. No, they'll say French vanilla. They'll say something fucked up like yeah. that. They'll be like, well, oh, vanilla with sprinkles. or But, you know... I think you guys have touched on something interesting that is probably an entirely separate conversation, but I love when people are passionate about something they have involvement in that they have control over. I get really frustrated with people that are passionate about something that has nothing to do with them, no control over. So anything, you know, political or anti-vax or this or that, it has nothing to, there's nothing they can personally do about it. If that's what you want to talk about, you're going to turn me off in a hurry. But -hmm. if you want to talk about something that you're personally invested in, that you have skin in the game and it gets you up. Up in the morning that turns me on
1: yeah have sure to agree
0: I honestly, and again, just really quickly before I talk about my thing, that can be something that could be perceived as quite mundane as well. Like if somebody came to you and they were like, yep, I'm a 35 year old woman. And what makes me get out of bed in the morning is crochet. Like most people, people would be like, mm. like, you know, in the vanilla world, people would be like crochet. Like, what are you, you know, 90. But I think honestly, if they're passionate about it and they're like, yes, and I started when I was this age and I've got this collection and I sell them here and I've got a little Etsy store or whatever, like have at it. You know what I mean? More power to you.
3: Yeah. I want to hear about it, but I don't know that I'm going to stick around and want to see her crocheted bra collection like that unless you know you, you then would. we're gonna go then we're gonna go back you to the hot would. factor
0: get <laughs> those you panties I, out. Well, what if she oh came yeah. to you and she's like and and here's my crocheted panties that actually have a little opening at the bottom then you'd be like all
3: really? right Edna, let's do this
0: yeah i see you're a skill lady crotchless
1: crocheted panties come on come on ethel i can't wait to get into that i'm searching that
0: on etsy tonight it's <laughs> What makes me wet, I think very similar to what Mallory was saying before, I mean, again, we're kind of taking out the fact that, you know, there's intelligent conversation and there's everything else, but it is very much about that physical touch coming in because one, I'm super silly with understanding that people are flirting with me. And so that for me is like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. an obvious indicator, so You know, I think that that's definitely something that I like. And it also helps me to understand their intentions. But also one of the things that I've come to realize over the years, when I think about fantasy, sexual fantasies in particular, they all tend to revolve around being desired, being wanted. So when somebody gives you that physical indicator, it's like, oh, I get it now. Like that makes me feel desired. It makes me feel wanted. And therefore it makes me feel sexy, attractive, interesting, all of those amazing things. So that's what turns me on, knowing that people find that interest in me makes me then get those little fantasy bombs ticking over where I'm like, oh, yes, yes, I really enjoy that. And so that's what's going to make me interested in actually going and playing.
1: Yeah, i with you 100%. The idea in the game of Pursuit is absolutely a turn on. So when I reference like encroaching upon my space, like that for me is the first indicator because back in the day before I realized it was happening, I mean, they were, you know, already up in my grill going for a kiss and I missed all of the other physical indicators. Yeah. So to me, that is the first one. And then, you know, it's the rubbing of the hands like, oh, it's on. I know where this is going.
3: And I'm moving the corner going, well, I'm going to see her later.
0: (laughs) To your point too, though, Mickey, you made a good point, which was that sometimes in those loud spaces, somebody coming in to have that conversation, that conversation in your ear, in your erogenous zone as well, can be quite a turn on, you know, and that's one of the things like, if you're in a really loud area, you can use that to your advantage, you know, touching of the small of the lower back, you know, the erogenous zone here on the neck to lean in to talk, you know, hot breath play kind of here. Those are all really good things that people can do in those situations to make somebody stand on.
3: It depends on what they're going to say, right? Because if they get in and they're like, you're
0: standing on my foot,
3: that's different. That's not the same thing. But if they're in your ear saying, you know, things that you want to hear or they're, you know, basically inspiring more conversation, that's the thing that I think that, really kind of gets us up in the morning and makes us want to jump in and have more of these
0: types of conversations which these days are few and far between yeah i love it well thank you for sharing that's awesome yeah It's how we roll yeah thank you for asking we're still going to be hashtagging that trifecta <laughs> before we close out for today's episode do you guys want to help me answer a listener email if you guys have time you have time We would love, absolutely we would love
1: to. all the time in the world for you my dear
0: This one is a little bit of a long one, so I'm going to just bullet point it a little bit because it is quite a long email from Chris. The subject matter is go forward or pull back, and he tells a little bit about his history, his early 40s, he's been married now for 15 years, fantastic loving relationship, really great sex life, all of those really positive things. They've been having some discussions. He's been listening to podcasts and recently on a holiday, you know, and away from kind of that stress of family life, right? Daryl and I always say that the versions of Kate and Daryl, at holiday, Kate and Daryl, are the best versions of our life because we don't have to clean, we don't have to cook, you know, you know the drill. And so they're around holidays and they're kind of starting to talk about possibility of swinging. You know, they're playing out some fantasies, they're talking about role play. And his dilemma is that on that holiday situation where they were very happy to talk about it, to fantasise about it, to, you know, get excited about it, now they're back in the real life and his partner no longer wants to talk about the lifestyle. She's kind of shutting down conversations when he's bringing it up Even though, you know, when there was the carefree version of her, she seemed quite into it. And so now he's saying, what do I do? Do I continue to bring this topic up? Or do I squash it? He says, I'm worried if I bring it up in a headspace that it sits at the moment, she's going to resent his motives and not really understand it. And he says, though, part of the attraction to the lifestyle is the opportunity to escape their real life, you know, jobs and everything else. So he's saying, what do I do? Do I bring up the topic again and let her know what I'm feeling? Do I squash it? And he's saying he's worried, really, when is the opportunity going to come if they wait until those children are out of the house? What are your thoughts generally?
1: Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
3: I can tell that you have something on the tip of your tongue. So I'm going to defer, as intelligent men should, to a wife who oh, has something to
2: say. Stop
1: it. I think there's a lot going on. So when you're on, you know, holiday mode or vacation mode, you know, you become this independent person, right, with your partner, but everything is carefree, you know, caution to the wind or responsibilities are tabled and they have younger children. I would guess that there's some insecurity or maybe guilt involved with being a mom that, you know, even though those. Fantasies may or may not, you know, occupy the back of her headspace, she is not able to get them to the forefront. And maybe that it's just something fun to think about on holiday, but the day to day normal life is too stressful or exhausting, or maybe she doesn't see herself in that light in those environments. So I think that one's going to be a tough one to answer. I think if it's going to be brought up, maybe getting her out of that environment into somewhere where there's no kids and there's no work on Monday or no school on Monday or wherever it may be. And engage in that conversation and ask her what is her hesitation, not what he's feeling. Don't start with yourself. Start with your partner. What are your reservations? How are you feeling? What may have changed your mind? And let their answer be their answer. You know, once you've put it out there, I don't push it, especially if their answer is, I just don't feel it's me right now in this moment. And then at that point, the ball's in their court.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. And it's it's important to note, everybody out there listening to, when we do get these kinds of emails, I don't. I never respond generally with do this exact scenario. And the reason yeah. I don't do that is yeah. generally because – You don't really understand the the whole dynamics here. Of course, we don't know these individuals. So, I mean, all of that being said, what I normally do respond with is questions around, you know, have you thought of this? Have you done that? And, And Mallory, I like your point there about, you know, the headspace back home. And especially from a mother's perspective, we don't have children. So for me, that I can only make assumptions. So hearing your actual, you know, opinion on it is really valuable. And I think that that's definitely something that this gentleman's going to be able to take away and and further get in her headspace. So I I really appreciate your perspective on that. I do agree that some of these conversations are best served when they're not in the general day-to-day area. And even that goes with Daryl and I, you know, in your house, you've know, you got this area, I mean, especially now that you've been living in for so long and, you know, you're thinking about all these other things, you're thinking about the dishes, the bills, the whatever. And I think sometimes escaping even down to a bar or going away to a hotel for a night, if that's an opportunity or a possibility does get you out of that Kate at home mode and puts you into perhaps even a sexier mind frame or more of an open mind frame, because now I've showered, which by the way, I did this morning just for you you guys. I've showered. I've, you know, I've maybe got a machine. Thank you. I've gotten into, you know, a nice dress. Maybe I've shaved my legs. Maybe I've done my hair. I'm in makeup. So again, my headspace and even my physical characteristics are very different to the home version of Kate. And I think that that definitely can open up a willingness to have a discussion. I also do agree though. I think you got to get to a point once you do bring this up that if the other person says, I don't want to talk about it, you got to respect that boundary and just drop it. Yeah. I agree. What do you think, Mickey?
3: Well, there's a lot there, and I think you ladies have covered some pretty important stuff. But what I'm going to kind of look at this from the other side, which is there is a emotion that drives nearly everything humans do, and it's fear. Mm-hmm. So if this is a first real experience for these guys, or even an early experience for them, and they've come home and they've gone back to regular life, and now you're taking care of the kids, and you know we kind of made a joke when we were talking this morning, you and I. And I said, hey, baby, what do you wear? And sweatpants, same ones as yesterday, right? And you kind of looked at me with like two, you know, fuck you, right? But think about that for a minute. When, you know, you're a mom, you're a husband, you know, we're in the COVID world right now. So maybe your hair hasn't been cut in a while. So there's there's these insecurities that pop up with regular life. So let's fast forward to now we're having sex and... All of a sudden you start talking about something that happened two months ago, three months ago, four months ago that you thought that was hot and you're trying to engage in a situation to create some sexy time. But I already feel bad about myself. Maybe I feel bad because I'm not having a good day. Maybe I don't feel good because I I put on five pounds or maybe I don't feel well because I was too busy dealing with sick kids or a problem at work. All these things lead up to fear. And fear is one of those things that makes you not want to engage in something that you are afraid could be threatening. So what I would actually suggest is let her talk. Get her to talk about what she's feeling, what she's thinking. Take her somewhere and don't bring it up. Talk about your relationship and spending time together and tell her how much you love being with her and tell her why you thought this thing was great, but that if she never wants anything to do with it again, that's just fine but that this was fun not because it wasn't her, but because it was her. She was there, right? And for me, I think those things matter to somebody that has some amount of fear in them. If she's changing the subject, there's a reason why she's changing it. If she's walking away from it, there's a reason why she's doing it. Let her talk because she's going to tell you at some point what bothered her. And when it does, much to Mallory's point, when it comes out, don't Have an issue with it. Don't give her a hard time about it.
1: You can't argue somebody's emotions. That's my general rule. Right.
3: There's no such thing as a wrong emotion. You just have to say, I didn't mean to make you feel that way.
1: Yeah, there's inappropriate reactions. Yeah. But how you feel is how you feel. You really can't change that, especially in the moment. That's
3: my perspective. And she may
1: not even know what it is yet sometimes it's a whole process. I think something scared her. To really drill it down, maybe.
0: Yeah, and I do agree that, I'd you know, say. his concern there is that there will be some resentment, and, and look, that's a valid fear for him to have. You know, I'm sure that there, oh, I mean, when Daryl sure. brought this up with me, you know, when we had this conversation, there is a, an element of fear on his behalf too, of like, what's her reaction going to be? If I bring this up, is she going to bring this up in an argument every time we fight for the next 10 years, you know? And I think these are difficult conversations. These aren't easy conversations, you know, to anyone that writes into us and that's why we I don't tend to say do XYZ in a stepwise process because these are hard and these are real conversations. And I think that, Hell yeah they are. you know, it's important. I mean, some of these things that we're talking about, these tools of getting out of the house, having this safe space, you know, making it about the other person, making them feel comfortable. Those are just general things that you should do whenever you're having a hard conversation, even if it's about things like finances, you know, you should be kind of doing that, that same thing. So these tools aren't just swinger related, they're just relationship related, I think.
3: And it's okay to want to be heard too, right? So, I mean, tell her how you feel or him right if it's the other way around tell him how you feel but just never leave out how valuable they are to you i think that's the thing we're all most afraid of in the end is that i'm going to be sitting alone in a pile of my own filth starving to death because my partner doesn't want me anymore that's the thing we're all afraid of
1: just remember that next time you tell me no no, no i'm kidding i'm kidding
0: no <laughs> <laughs> all i don't these do women your laundry, are me no what the fuck <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for helping to answer that listener question. I really, really appreciate it and really appreciate your time on today's podcast. You may have noticed Daryl had to step away there and actually do some work. I mean, what a killjoy. So he wasn't able to help us on that last segment. But uh, just just to wrap up again, where can people find you guys and anything else that you really want to add in there about your podcasting experience thus far and the lifestyle as well? Feel free to add whatever.
1: Well, I'll let Mickey add color to the conversation, but I can tell everybody where we're at. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. CasualSwinger.com. You can message us podcast at casual swinger on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I did forget YouTube because we do transcribe our podcast for the hearing impaired, as well as the dating sites Double Date Nation, SLS, SDC, Cassidy, Quiver. And thank you so much, Kate, for having us. This was a blast. We could probably keep you on here for the next two hours, but I don't know that you could stand us this long.
3: I don't know. We chat once in a while. You know, the thing I'd like to say about this community is it's been so accepting and so open to join a community of people that create content that love to do the same thing we love to do. And people that aren't in the lifestyle and that don't engage in the sort of activities that we do from time to time don't realize that it isn't about sex. It's about connecting with people on another level and being open about things that are a lot more than just sexual, which is why the show Casual Swinger that we created is a variety show. You never know what we're going to do. You never know how we're going to do it honestly i mean one up we can have a doctor on one day and the next day i get my asshole waxed that literally happened but for us the thing that i love the most is the openness of this community and the embrace that we've received from people like kate and daryl is swinging down under and i could name 20 others that have done the same thing it's my favorite thing in the universe and that we get to call all these people friends makes mallory and i happy in places that we can't talk about at parties so thank (laughs) you kate for having us
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate the hell out of you and everybody else out there. If you're wondering about all of those links that the lovely Mallory has given us twice now because she's so goddamn good at it, they're going to be down in the show notes. So just click on those in whatever podcast catcher you're looking at, and that's going to take you straight to, first and foremost, the Casual Swing Out website because, as we know, that is the number one. But if you do want to have sex with them, follow up and go on those dating sites. So it's been a blast, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. If you're looking for more ways to interact with Swinging Down Under, you can catch us on Twitter at Swing Down Under. You can also catch us on Instagram, Swinging Down Under, or head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So if you would like to send us an email, jump online, do it at cnd at swingingdownunder.com. If you've got podcast topics, questions, you want to talk about your journey, you can also support the podcast through our website by clicking through on any of the affiliate links or alternatively through jumping over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder and sponsoring the podcast. If you can't do any of those things, but just want to make a feel good day, leave us a five-star review. Cheers, everyone. And thank you again for supporting Swinging Down Under podcast.